Put your hands together, listeners. It's Cameron, and this is just to let you know that Rhea and I are going on a big fall tour 20 cities in a bus. You can get tickets at CameronEsposito.com or RioButcher.com. We will see you in your city. Put your hands together. 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 This is Rio Butcher. And that's Cameron Esposito. Clap. Everybody gets clap. I think we gotta do it one at a time. What do you mean? Oh, I mean, whenever we do it two at a time, everybody goes, wait, what? I haven't been meaning to do it two at a time. Oh, you I'm cutting you off? I I'm think doing it? Maybe it's you. I think okay. maybe you're the problem. No, I, everything's fine. Uh, guys, Rio Butcher. Thanks, you guys. This is Cameron Esposito. Oh. Woo! We got some real loose hair going tonight. You felt like a firecracker on the side. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I straight up don't know what happened. And I tried to fix it with a hat. It didn't, it didn't it. work. It's, I would say it's even more up now. Interesting. Yeah, it's sticking right up in the air. I got a real this is driving me crazy because I can see back there. Oh, and I don't want to see you. there. I want to be only looking at you. You're sitting in the front row and you're texting. <laughs> it's so visible. Look how close we are to each other. We couldn't be closer. I'm essentially on your lap. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was it? Who was it? What's going on? It's a boy. Well. <laughs> You're in the wrong place to get sympathy for that. I don't know what I'm saying. It's fine. Everybody, everybody, everything is fine. What everybody's doing is fine. What everybody's doing is fine. Who is it really? Who is it? Okay, yes. How do you know this person? Tinder. Oh. Uh, you seem good or bad as a friend. It's so up in the air. Um, uh, have you met them? Okay, how many times? Uh, twice. Yeah. Okay. Listen, okay. I'm not trying to give you dating advice, but I did land this person <laughs> with this whole thing going on. Uh, I and feel I did like, land I this person like... with this whole thing going on. <laughs> I feel like totally fine to just be like, like just to not, here's what I would do. Just don't even say anything for like an hour, you know what I mean? Because um, you're here. But then afterwards you can be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I like dropped off, I was just at a stand-up comedy show. That's a cool thing to do, I think, you know what I mean? Because then he's gonna be like, oh no, is it something I said? And men should be nervous. <laughs> What'd you say? Sounds like a plan. It's a great plan, it's a great plan. Yeah, it's a really, really, really solid plan. Um, Congratulations to the married couple. 
the, yeah. they're like Ma- it's a b- great plan it's gonna marry work. or married uh, never mind are you okay uh, no i'm losing I my know. voice You're i can't make jokes so good <clears throat> hello hello hi hello are you doing all right yeah yeah what yeah happened? i just can't make a joke you work my too voice much doesn't work. today yeah i think so you were on tv show too much <laughs> yeah, on a tv show too much <laughs> feeling so bad feeling so bad I'm sorry. Thanks. Yesterday, I flew home from Montreal. Rhea, you know that I, I, I do know that got one you know. hour of sleep. Oh, woo. <laughs> <laughs> nah, woo. <laughs> I haven't gotten one hour of sleep in so long. Yeah. The last time I had one hour of sleep was when I did a dance marathon in college. What the hell? And then I didn't sleep at all, but then we went to eternal sunshine of the spotless mind yeah. right away. <laughs> How was that? Fucking bonkers. Because <laughs> we were like, we've been dancing all night, you know? Yeah. And it's supposed to, we needed something that was going to keep us awake, like some level of fast and some level of furious. But it was, but all I had was Kate Winslet to get me through. Just weird. And usually she could get me through. But this time she was on the door and I fell into the water. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Well, that sure made sense. <laughs> it did make sense. I know, it what did. are you talking about? I took Kate Winslet from a movie that she's in and I mm-hmm. made it into Kate Winslet in another movie she's in. Why doesn't that make sense? Great job. Okay. <laughs> well, what did we do this week? Rhea won an award. We went up to Montreal. <laughs> Thank you. She was a comic to watch in Montreal. And how was your experience? How was Montreal? Um, it was fun. Uh, I'm trying to think. I <laughs> didn't do a lot. I did not adjust to the time difference at all. I feel like you did so much. You went I mean, to parties constantly. I did a bunch of shows. You oh, went yeah. to so many parties and shows. I mean, I w- they have a party like every night and it's, I, I don't drink anymore. So it's kind of silly that I'm at a party because I'm just standing there like, Cool. cool. We did a fun um, thing for me this year where I dropped you off at the oh party. Yeah. I went like, Rhea, I don't want to go to any of the parties. I've never wanted to go to any of the parties and I don't want to go this year and I'm not going, but I'll walk you there so that you feel supported and I'll go see all your shows. So I just walk you to the party yes. and then I went around the outside of the party and right back home to yeah. the hotel room. You just did a lap yes. and then you went right back to bed. That was the best. I wasn't going to bed. I was watching cooking competition shows. Ah. <laughs> Alone. The Great Canadian Bake Off. <laughs> or in this case, would it be the Great Canadian Bake On? Woo! Canadian Bacon? <laughs> wow, I thought you weren't feeling good. <laughs> Can't believe the caliber of jokes. Still got it. Still able to pull off the great. got it. I did watch this children's cooking show from Canada. I don't like it when they make children cook. I do. It's so dangerous. (laughs) There's just like so much to. One of them, they were grilling things. Yeah, I don't think with an open fire and knives. Flame. I know. I love it. (laughs) I think it's very interesting. We had a fight about an hour ago because <laughs> because Rhea was trying not to talk. She was preserving her voice. That was fine. I didn't need her to talk. I just 
wanted to tell her about a blood clot that had just come out of me. <laughs> I didn't need her to respond at all. I just wanted to describe the color and size of a blood clot that came out of sure, my Sure, you were vagina. describing that to me. And I was listening to it and trying to be uh, have empathy for you while not saying anything. And then you're like, but don't you ever have that happen to you? Doesn't that happen to you? Doesn't it happen to you, though? Doesn't it happen to you? I just wanted Doesn't you to go to like this. <laughs> or like this. <laughs> then she, she was not talking, and then she went, I'm trying not to talk! And you're bringing up... She said, disgusting things. I don't think that's disgusting. I want you to know about it. <laughs> I just don't even know what to say. <laughs> but you got mad at me this morning because I got up. <laughs> that is true, though. I you was were, so mad you. were you. so furious with me because I got up. You were like, please get your clothes ready so that you can just get up in the morning and go in the other room and not wake me up, have she to come back in and out. Time. And I did all that. All my stuff was in the bathroom, ready to go. All my wardrobe was already there. I know. And then I got up. I was very quiet. I put on my little outfit. <laughs> you made, did sneak, I made my sure. little coffee. And I drank my little coffee. And then 20 minutes later... <laughs> You just came in, your hair went <laughs> And then you turned around and went into the bedroom But can I explain to you why I was so furious? Fast <laughs> You trained our dog To, to love you? No! <laughs> No, to get really excited about waking up when you wake up. Can I ask you a quick question? Yes. How do you think I trained him to get excited when I wake up? Number That's one, what I'm fucking asking you. I have literally never been excited to wake up in my entire life. Right, straight up. But if you wake up and leave the room. Yes. Right? He is snuggled down by my legs. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And then takes about 11 minutes, and he realize, he goes like... <laughs> <laughs> he realizes you're no longer there. <laughs> then he starts to crawl up the back of my body, <laughs> because I sleep on my tummy. <laughs> he crawls up the back of my body, and then right down my spine, <laughs> and then stands with his legs between my shoulder blades. <laughs> And whispers in my ear, Mom is awake. <laughs> he says that to you? Yes, but it, loud even. Right. You're, he whispers it so loud, Mom is awake. Sure. He licks me all over my head. I'm so sorry about And then it. I have to wake up because he doesn't want to go back to bed. I go, Merv. First I pretend I'm dead. <laughs> Right. Then I go, Murph, she's not, we're going back to bed. 
she's not coming in right now. And then you bargain with him. He doesn't listen. No. Then what does he say? <laughs> Crawls up to my head. Puts his legs on stands your head. Stands both legs. All four legs on my head. Uh-huh. My long side offers a little bit of cushion. <laughs> then I have to get up and take him out. Uh-huh. Because he misses you so much. Mm-hmm. I get it. I miss you too, but not that much. Sure. <laughs> Never once have I gotten up, crawled the length of his spine. <laughs> right. <laughs> stood with your legs stood in between on his head. His shoulder blades. No. <laughs> I let him sleep. <laughs> Please don't stand on our dog. <laughs> He's nine pounds. I think I could do it. <laughs> you could take him. Um, well, what else did you want to talk about? Did you want to ask me about anything about Montreal? Um, how was your time at Montreal? <laughs> Sorry, I'm an only child. I forget about that. <laughs> People just ask me questions. It is like, true, though. Hey, how are you? And I'm like, oh, pretty good. Yep. And then she just goes. <laughs> that happens constantly. How was it's- your day? Oh, all these things oh, happen. Here's a list of all the know? things that happened in my day. And then know. just she leaves the house. <laughs> That's why Worf wants to get, to get up. He's just waiting for that one magical day. You're going to ask him about his day. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for asking. I <laughs> laid around and I barked at myself. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> um... Oh, you know what? I'm going to keep, I keep, I keep looking down here because I'm going to forget because somebody, some person emailed our producer, Ryan, to tell us that they are here for their birth, for a birthday. And this person is Anne is here for their birthday. Yes. Is there an Anne person here? (laughs) But, oh yeah. But Anne Anne emailed us and you're Anne. Sure. You could have said you were Anne. <laughs> Anne, it's Julie's birthday. Congratulations, Julie! <laughs> I maybe would have started with the birthday. Have you guys come to the show before? Oh, uh huh, yes, uh huh, yes. Uh, what are you doing for your birthday besides this? Anything special? Did you do anything? Was it actually today? Yeah. What did you do today? Um, brunch, wandered around, uh-huh. um, hung out with the cats. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be supportive, but I hate cats. I still yeah. like cats. I still like them, so. Okay. Yeah, I like dogs too, so. Yeah, I don't understand what cats' jobs are. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They're freelancers. <laughs> Dog's jobs. <laughs> Fucking weird crowd. <laughs> They're like, we hate all this description of your life, but cats are freelancers. <laughs> what a bunch of weirdos. I did. I was driving home and I saw a car today with only one sticker on it, and it was supposed. It was the Nike logo, uh-huh. but then it just said cats. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think the swoosh was maybe supposed to be a tail, but it wasn't. It wasn't very clear, and I just kept thinking, like, 
man, what if you just really like the concept of cats that you're like, I'm going to put that shit on my car. Just I cats it. kind of like Nike. Just cats it. Nope. But just mew it. There it is. morning all over again. Do you see the hell that I live in? I'm sorry. Just happy birthday, Julie! But you know what I did? When, okay, Rio had to go home one day early from Montreal than me. I had to stay one more day and do an additional show. So I just had a, a day by myself. And I was like, what's all this? Like, I had this whole city. What do I want to do by myself? I've got the whole day. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I did? I don't mm-hmm. even know if we talked about this. No, what did you do? There's a like touristy waterfront area in Montreal, the old port. And I walked my little self there. Uh, because there's a zip line <laughs> and I didn't want to go on it. I just want to watch people <laughs> zip line mm-hmm. over this water and just scream their heads <laughs> off. Little kids and adults mm-hmm. and people in shorts. <laughs> right. Just want to watch a bunch of people zip line. You guys ever gone by yourself and just stood underneath the zip line alone in a foreign city? Did oh, you sit it? directly underneath the zip line? Or? Yeah. No, I did. Wow. There was a lot of parents that kept, their kids were going to zip lining down and they had a camera and they kept standing right in front of me and getting in my way. I'm like, excuse me, I've been sitting here. Right. Your kid, you know, you is going to do a lot of stuff. So you don't need this photo. Sure. <laughs> yeah. What a bunch of jerks. <laughs> Asshole. Parents trying to watch their kids. Kids zip line. You already took that spot. I know. I was sitting right there. Move along, parent. That's right. You know what would have been great, though? What? I didn't see this, but I'm just realizing this is what I think I wanted to see, was if the kid was ziplining past, the parent just reached up, grabbed their feet, and just... <laughs> carried on, you know? That would have been cool. Ah, hoo 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 You love like making that goofy noise. I can't fully do it, because... I know, you're so ill. You're so under the weather. I'm injured. Um, Montreal <laughs> has terrible food. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> has anybody been there? Yes. <laughs> Do you disagree? What was I doing wrong? No, you didn't. <laughs> what did you eat while you were there? Like, really hard avocado. Ah. <laughs> are you from here? Are you from? Uh, no. Oh, where are you from? Seattle. Oh. Mm. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Do you live know. here now? No, we came to visit. <laughs> no. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, can I ask a follow-up question? Do they have good avocado in Seattle? Not bad. <laughs> I don't Fucking know. Fucking better than Montreal, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know. It was like crunchy avocado. Yeah, Whoa. I mean, that's, no, that's, first of all, straight up agree. Second of all, I feel like that, you know, yeah, definitely avocados are mostly good here or further south of here. Montreal seems like a terrible place for avocados. I don't know that that's fully their fault, right? Because it's, not a food that, like, it's not like, it wasn't the preparation. They offered it, like, ooh, would you like to add avocado? Oh. 
doing the best they can. It's like if you go to any landlocked place and they're trying to give you fish so much, you know? But it doesn't mean you should do it. <laughs> Tell me about your <laughs> Now she's running the show. <laughs> I like our audience so much. I like our audience so much. Definitely not an only child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, thank you for asking. It was really just that we're vegetarians and I was trying to eat vegetarian food there, but yeah. it's like French based cuisine. It's very difficult. So everything Saucy. that's vegetarian is, yeah, it's like <laughs> it's heavy cream. Exactly. I, did, I went to a vegan place and the, they made like a burrito wrap, but they cooked everything in the sauce, so it was like kind of a soup <laughs> on the inside of the burrito. Classic soup wrap. And then they also put it. <laughs> yeah. I love a soup wrap. And then they put it on a plate that was smaller than the wrap. Which, I don't know if you've ever had that experience. And I can't fully explain it to you, but it was disgusting. Like, when your food is bigger than the plate that it's on, you're like, ugh! Ugh! And I just, I don't know why, but I was, like, repulsed. I'm really sorry that your plate was so teeny. It was too small a plate! Plate's too small! Well, I I kept getting I kept trying to get like vegetarian entrees, uh-huh. um, and we were at the, like an outdoor street festival, and it would always be like that I would be sitting in front of like there'd be like one table open that would be right in front of the little booth where I got the food, and it was all like handmade stuff by the people that were selling it to you, like oh please enjoy the uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> mm, beef patty. <laughs> Vegetarian! <laughs> Patty de boeuf. boeuf! Yeah. And so I was like, uh, and so you'd have to sit there and everything, you know, when vegetarian food just has like the wrong taste, like when it's been spiced the wrong way. Oh, yeah. Like when, it, when they're just like, what will make this savory? Is it cinnamon? And you're like, I don't know if it's cinnamon. <laughs> I kept being at a table right in front of the person who made that, going sure. like, it's great! Say boy! Bon appetit! Right, exactly. And then I have to eat the whole thing. I said that to myself. Probably sure. they didn't give a shit. Um, I'm sorry about your cinnamon burger. <laughs> yeah. It was rough. Yeah, sounds like it. But wanna, uh, I do love that city. Do you want to start the show? Sure. Okay. What a great end. I don't know. I mean, like we just have to start the show. Okay. All right, all right. What? Yes, Ria, I would love to start the show. I don't show. know, I just trying to start the show. Perfect. Well, uh... <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Are you okay? No. I feel terrible. No, no, it's okay. You mean physically? Oh, yeah, physically. I don't give a shit about what I just did. No, I'm just kidding. I do. Uh, I care right. about all of it. Well, would you like to introduce the first comment? <laughs> I was just kidding. Rian, this there has never been a weirder I know, that we've I know. been on stage together. Can you, would you just go ahead? <laughs> do you need me to do it? I do. Are you okay? No! Right. I said no! Uh, you guys, let's hear from my wife. She's doing the best she can. Thanks, you guys. I'm a little out of it. 
Hey, uh, this first comic is hilarious. You guys are going to love him. Let's hear it right now for MK Paulson. Give it up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Like a spook deer up here. Um, it is good to be here. How's everyone doing? We having a good night? Keep it going for Rhea and Cameron. Uh, good to be here. I am the Southwest premier gay Christian comedian, so thanks for having me. Uh, I like my air conditioning like I like lifting my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Am I right? Thank you. On high, on high. All right, thank you. Thank you. Can I get a gay man? Can I get a gay man? Yes! Woo! Who's excited for that second coming of Jesus? I know I am, just wish it were all over my chest. All right, thank you. <laughs> Woo! Spent all day organizing a prayer circle, jerk. Okay. How long's he gonna do this gay Christian bit? I don't know, but drill, baby, drill. Hallelujah. Wish a blue Thank you. Favorite book of the Bible is Hand Job. Okay. <laughs> Okay, give God the glory hole. All right. Let go, let God. Let go. Oh. Guys, I am a six foot five homosexual. And I um, feel like at this point I'm based. Why do I keep moving the stool? I don't know. Just really like, you know, redecorating, whatever. Woo, just get my leg higher. Higher the leg closer to Jesus, all right? Thank you. That doesn't make sense. Um, I'm going to move it back just every 30 seconds. Really explore the space. Um, no, I am a six foot five homosexual, and uh, I feel like at this point I'm basically just a big gay lighthouse, really. I feel like I walk into a room, there should be a casual mist blowing across the floor, and the faint sounds of a foghorn in the background going, girl. You know? <laughs> Just seagulls going, cock, cock. Okay. <laughs> cock. Just seven minutes of that. Cock. All right. Semen everywhere. Okay. Had to do it. Had to go there. Uh, my mom, uh, I'm from Texas. Anybody from Texas in here? Any Texans? My mama, she always asked me when I knew I was gay, and uh, I think it was the first time I fingered a girl. <laughs> I was just not gonna set down my teacup. No, ma'am, no, ma'am. One in the pink, two in the porcelain. Where are my boys at? Where are my boys? Where are my boys at? This guy gets it, this guy gets it, yes. Yes, it was a delicious Earl Grey. Um, not letting go. <laughs> Uh, or maybe I realized I was gay when my mom took me to Build-A-Bear Workshop, you know? <laughs> and I made a fat middle-aged man that was very hairy. Okay. It's a bear joke. Thank you. Thank you. I like to explain it. Chew it up and feed it to you like a little bird. Um, no, I think I was gay when I was born. And my mom, she, she'll come around, she agrees. She's like, I do think you were gay when you were born because you came out of the womb accessorizing with the placenta. And I was like, that is so rude, mom, because uh, I don't care what you say. That bag carried everything I needed, so it was super functional. So I think it's just really funny to imagine a baby on the go. Okay, 
Just right out of the womb, digging through my... Anyway, okay, it's too much, too far. Um, I'm from Texas, like I mentioned. I'm from a little town called Mineral Wells. Uh, anybody ever heard of it? Any? There's a crowd. Have you heard of it? Or are you just scratching your head? Okay, well, you know. Shoot, you miss. Um... No, it's a little town in Texas called Mineral Wells. Not a lot happens there. It's the kind of place like, it doesn't matter what restaurant you walk into, you know, someone will come up and be like, hi, y'all, welcome to the restaurant. My name's Tanya. Can I get you started with some chips and queso? Uh, but like, she doesn't even work there. That's just a woman in the lobby. <laughs> just very friendly people for some reason. Uh, also, Mineral Wells, our moniker is Gateway to Possum Kingdom. What does that mean? <laughs> If you're from North Texas, Possum Kingdom's the name of a lake, but also, why are we naming our lakes out of our out-of-control possum population? <laughs> Not something to brag about. Also, shouldn't it be O-Possum Kingdom? All right. Writing a letter <laughs> to my senator. Anyway, no, it's not. I'm not going to do that. They're all Republicans from Texas, and I live here now. So that would, anyway, going off the rails. Keep it together. Um... No, I, I did work at a fried chicken, uh, fried chicken restaurant in Mineral Wells. It's called Chicken Express. Uh, there was a chain in North Texas. I did work at the flagship, so uh, doing pretty good for myself. Uh, you know, when you're 17 and around that much power, it really affects you later in life. So try to stay humble, do stand up, you know, get out there, be bold, be brave. Uh, and... Uh, Every time I go home, my dad, he does this thing that I think is so funny. Every time I go home, he's like, hey, MK, why don't you go down to Chicken Express, go see your old manager, Diana, and see if you can get us some chicken tenders. <laughs> like, okay, dad, that's fine, whatever. And he's like, you know what, but do something with your hair and don't be afraid to throw on a different shirt and uh, maybe put some cologne on, too. And I had to be like, dad... <laughs> Are you trying to turn me out for a discount on chicken tenders right now? And he's like, no, 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 it's just you be good to Donna. Donna's going to be good to you. And that's when I had to tell him those are basically the lyrics from Fancy by Reba McIntyre. Here's your one chance to him can only let me down. All right. <laughs> Always getting that disco. Uh, but growing up as a gay kid in a small town in Texas was kind of tough. And uh, I'll get out of here, but I would tell you this little story. Uh, one of the worst things that ever happened to me uh, was when I was 18 years old. My dad. My dad found gay porn on my computer. Ah! Ah! It was terrible. <laughs> it was one of the worst moments of my whole life. Uh, I walked into my bedroom. I'd just gotten off work at Chicken Express. And... Um, <laughs> My dad's sitting at my computer and he pulled up a picture of a naked man and goes, MK, was there gay porn on your computer? And I was like, Dad, I have absolutely no idea. But wasn't Grandma using that computer earlier? And I don't know what she's into, but it looks like she also got your credit card and bought season one of Will and Grace on DVD. And that's the story of how my dad disowned my grandma. So, <laughs> no, it's fine. Thank you guys so much. I'm MK Paulson. Keep it going for Cameron and Rhea. She's just taking a break somewhere for the rest of the show. We're going to just 
Send send her claps. What a little sweetie trying so hard and not communicating at all, the two of us, and that's, you know what? Hey, hey friend. Hi, little bud. Hi. It's hard, are you okay? Just, no, go, go sit down. Okay. Relax. <laughs> you guys, she was just over there waving. I don't know what to say about the cuteness of that. Rhea's sick. She's not feeling great. She's a little sickness wave. Very sweet. How are you doing? Pingree is straight up. Is that, is that your school? Yes. Current school? unusual name, right? Angry pig is what it seems like. Do you agree? You also have one on. Wait, no? Wow. This is a whole Pingree fan section? Yes? What is that? Is it a high school? Is that the age that you are? Are you a high school aged person? Holy shit. (laughs) How old are you? 16. 16. Wow. How is it? <laughs> what would you say? What are the reviews these days? Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. <laughs> Tell me why. Talk to me about why. I really, I support you. I feel it. You know, it's just like, yeah. Girls and stuff. I, <laughs> you don't have to tell me. And then what if you were one of them? And you're like, oh, my body's changing and their bodies are changing. It's fucking hard, man. It's hard. It's difficult. Um, Girls, okay, that's one thing. What else? What are you into? Are you a wrestler? You're a wrestler? How's that going? Uh, it's okay. It seems really hard. Do you have to, like, because you have to do that, like, super losing weight thing? Do you do that thing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That seems like a whole other thing to to have to deal with as a 16-year-old. You have to, what what weight class are you in? (laughs) Is that a thing? Did I say the words? Okay. 152! I don't know anything about what that means. Is that like, what are you supposed to, what's the strategy? Are you supposed to like try for something that you're like at the very top of that and then you're supposed to like sort of unhealthily lose weight to go into that class so that you can achieve pinning? Well, I don't need to talk to you anymore because I already know everything I need to know about wrestling. Is it fun? No. 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 <laughs> Why is it not fun? Because uh, it's just, it's all work. Uh-huh. Yes. Guess what? No fun. Straight up, you are, get, you're not going to believe this. The rest of the life? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally that forever. <laughs> it's just that forever. Oh, no. <laughs> it's genuinely hard. It's genuinely tough. Are you okay? I hurt his feelings. I don't mean that in a dismissive way. It's like, uh, you think that it's gonna, even if you love the thing you do, I love this thing I do, and I never want to do it, you know? I just, I home, but I'm so lucky, and I love it, and I chose it, but get away from me. You know, I just want to be in bed, but does that sound like it a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I hear ya. I hear ya. Uh, is this, who is this person? Yeah. Sister. Sister. How are you? You you seem like this is your little brother. Yes. Yes. How old are you? I am 19. 
Yes, 19. I like your commanding 19-year-old voice. Um, that's cute. I, I have siblings that uh, I love very much. My sister's three years older than me, so I have a three years older than me sister. Um, she was wild a little bit, and then I was, like, really well-behaved. Is that what it's like? Yeah, you're totally... You're. Are these your parents? My dad is... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's not so much picking on, right? Because we're just having a conversation about how being a human is hard. Yeah. And I, I know it's scary because a lot of stand-ups will try to tear, you know, you're just like, oh, I'm going to catch every word and tear it apart. But I don't, why would I do that? God, it's hard enough to be alive. I just want to talk to you and, you know, share human. I just want to have connection and communion, you know what I mean, guys? Um, and I so rarely get a chance to just, like, straight up, you know, shoot the shit with a 16-year-old. Find out what's the haps. That's not, probably not an okay thing to say. Um, how's 19? Pretty cool. Yeah? yeah? What are you doing right now in your life? Uh, I'm here for an internship. Ooh, what are you in? What are you doing? Work at a production company. Oh, yes. what do you do there? Or what do you do? You know what you is that what you want to do? Uh, kind of. Be yeah. in the industry. Yeah. Do you know what it is that you want to do? Uh, oh God, <laughs> I really want to uh, work in comedy. Oh, uh huh. Yes, yeah. I know stuff about that. <laughs> what do you want to do in comedy? Um, like literally anything. Oh, you should try to get more specific. That's the first thing. <laughs> Writing and performing both. Yeah. Are you doing that? Are you getting yeah. up and performing and writing and stuff? That's amazing. I started when I was 19. So. There's a future. Yeah, there's a, like, <laughs> in 16 more years, you could perform for upwards of 88 people. Um, you seem like a great family. I'm very invested in families that do things together. Like, going to see stand-up is such an awesome thing to do with your parents and kids. So thank you for being here tonight. Let's hear it for these folks. All right. Are we ready to keep the show rolling? I love this next comic. She's pretty new to L.A. And I don't know. We're just going to give her a giant warm welcome, right? Okay, let's hear it right now for Ella Gell, you guys. Give it up for Ella. This weekend, I have an OK Cuba date with a Cirque du Soleil performer. Give it up for me. Yes, thank you. Very excited. A little nervous because I am not very flexible. And I worry that a, uh, a man who has had the opportunity to, to swim through the erotic waters under the big top <laughs> may have become accustomed to physical standards that I cannot meet. I don't know, though. Maybe this guy is bored of dating women who are pliable and athletic. And he's ready to be challenged by a woman who's tall and solid like an oak tree. <laughs> Bending only under the mightiest of winds. 
more the pedestal than the woman on top of it. Uh, the Washington Monument of Women. When I am naked, I am just a smooth, firm pillar of flesh. I'm the only phallic woman. I don't know what this guy's circus performance role is yet. I haven't asked. I don't know if he is an acrobat or a juggler or a musician. If he's one of those fancy clowns, I'm gonna try to bone that clown. I want a notch on my bedpost that is covered in white grease paint. If he is an acrobat, uh, I'm hoping we can uh, role play something I have always wanted to do, which is that scene from King Kong where King Kong carries Fay Ray up a building. I will play the building. I did a maze room in Los Angeles. You guys like maze rooms? Tepid applause for maze rooms. Uh, this one was jungle-themed. Uh, the jungle, of course, being famous for its many rooms. And the woman doing our orientation said, has anybody here seen the movie Jumanji? And I hear a lady say, hmm, I've read the book. It sounds like you guys already know, Jumanji is a 1,000-word-long children's picture book. Also, that lady was me. I am not cool. I have never been cool. I come from a, a long line of rule-following people. Here is an example. Uh, when I was a baby, I had leukemia, and my parents turned down a free make-a-wish trip to Disneyland for me because they were pretty sure I was going to live. <laughs> Guys, spoiler alert. <laughs> right here. Doing fine. I've never taken mushrooms, but my D&D character has. <laughs> Rule-following people. Um, everything nowadays is like uh, sequels and remakes, but there's only one remake I want to see, which is uh, Silence of the Lambs remake. And I'm only interested in one scene, which is a scene where we get to see Buffalo Bill in a CVS completely overwhelmed by the number of different lotions. <laughs> It puts the... I guess it puts the toner on its skin first. And then it uses the Korean black sugar scrub. And then it uses this snail goo mask or else it gets the hose again in like 30 minutes because that's how long it's supposed to stay on. And then it puts all of those items back in this basket, which incidentally I got as a free gift with my Sephora points. <laughs> that's the remake I would like to see. Uh, it's hard to be a woman in America. Things are so bad for American women right now that the CEO of Etsy 
is a man. <laughs> to be fair to him, I have uh, read that he does so his own PowerPoint slides. So. Yes, hard to be uh, an American woman. I watch uh, the news. I think that the Trump presidency is an NRA conspiracy to trick liberals into buying guns. <laughs> Have you seen Steve Bannon's face? Uh, Steve Bannon looks how he should feel. <laughs> Trying to date in LA, uh, that's hard. I would like to meet a guy who uh, supports my career, but who can uh, provide our relationship with an emotional backbone because I am uh, not very nurturing. The only living things that I've been able to keep alive lately are two sweet potato plants that sprouted in my cupboard after I failed to eat them. <laughs> because I buy groceries for a version of myself that does not exist. <laughs> Uh, I go back and forth on whether or not I want kids. Uh, apparently autism rates are on the rise, and scientists think that one reason that's happening is that increasingly nerdy men are marrying increasingly nerdy women. And the reason that makes me think I shouldn't have kids uh, is the fact that I learned about it on an economics podcast that I listen to for fun. <laughs> I used to be an engineer. I quit that job when I moved here. Uh, I miss engineering. Let me rephrase that. I miss being the most charismatic person in a room. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I'm gonna need to find a guy who can go part-time or maybe take a few years off when our kids are young. Uh, I am looking for a male wife. But also he has to sexually dominate me. Look, all I want is an egalitarian relationship where he does the dishes after I make dinner naked and in handcuffs. I just want to go Dutch at a nice restaurant that I'm not allowed to wear underwear to. I just want to split the mortgage on a beautiful suburban home with one golden retriever and two dog crates. I wrote that joke before I'd ever been in a dog crate. But sometimes life imitates art. See, I'm teaching America's youth. Uh, sometimes people tense up when I tell that joke, maybe nights like tonight, uh, which is fine. Uh, haters gonna hate. Craters gonna crate. I miss uh, Texas sometimes. I went to Big Bend National Park uh, this year. It was incredibly beautiful. I liked it a lot. And I was in the visitor's center, and in the visitor's center, there was a kiosk that said, move the panel to see the most dangerous animal in the park. And you move the panel, and what is it? Yes, that is correct. It's a sticker of a rattlesnake holding a handgun <laughs> that I had printed a week before going to Big Bend National Park. Thank you guys so much. I've been Ellie Gale. Keep it going for Ella. Real talk, Ella, I have already dated a Cirque du Soleil clown slash acrobat in my 20s. And I will say this as a review, it was 
exhausting. <laughs> These people have a lot of energy. <laughs> you guys, are you ready for more show? Yeah. That was garbage. As a round of applause. Are you ready for more show? There it is. You guys, this next comic, it is his first time on the show. Now, whatever is somebody's first time on Put Your Hands Together, we go super wild. We welcome this to the stage with a giant round of applause. Are you ready to do that? You super pumped up, like amped audience. You're, you're so amped as an audience. I would say that even the... You guys are so amped. I, I can't get over your... Okay, well then, let's hear right now for Raj Suvaraman. Give it up for him! Thank you, thank you. It's good to be here. Um, things are going pretty well for me. Uh, I don't want to brag or anything, but I was invited to a party recently. Yeah, so it was a little annoying, though, because there was a guy who was talking about conspiracy theories there. And I was like, oh, God, that's so annoying because I just wanted to talk about regular theories. <laughs> you know? It's frustrating because, like, people who talk about conspiracy theories are, like, treated like cool people. It's like, oh, what's Frank talking about? Frank's talking about how 9-11 was an inside job. That's pretty cool. What's Raj talking about? Oh, Raj is talking about how time dilates as you approach the speed of light. He <laughs> just, just won't shut up about it. It's kind of annoying. The thing that drives me the most nuts is that uh, conspiracy theorists always have the same stupid thing that they do. They have this dumb theory where they're like, oh, you really think we land on the moon? You really think we land on the moon? Why don't you think about it? Think about it. <laughs> and they do this thing where they point to the side of their brain like this, which is weird because this is the temporal lobe. And if you want to do your thinking, you do it with the frontal lobe because <laughs> that's where logic and reasoning occurs. The temporal lobe is just fear and emotion. This is a great joke for a podcast. Um, just plan this, plan this out ahead. Um, I, uh, I have a PhD, uh, if, in case that wasn't obvious before. Yeah, and probably the best thing about having a PhD is you get to correct people when they call you the wrong thing. It's like, no, 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 my friend. It is doctor, doctor fuckface. I didn't come here to argue climate change with you on this Facebook thread to be called Mr. Fuckface. <laughs> I, uh, it's funny, the last time, so this is the uh, first time I've been in L.A. in two years. Uh, the last time I was in L.A., I was here for Jeopardy. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. And Yeah, I was here, last time I was here was for Jeopardy. And uh, you're probably wondering, yes, I did not win. And people, it's funny because like one of the first questions people always ask me is like, oh, you're on Jeopardy. Like, uh, did you win? I was like, no, I didn't win. And they're like, do you remember the question you lost on? And I was like, yeah, I was on fucking Jeopardy. I, you don't get on Jeopardy and have a shitty memory. I was actually, I was winning on Jeopardy for most of the game until Final Jeopardy, where I got the question wrong and the other person doubled everything and got it right and won. And the question I lost on, uh, the answer was Abba's Dancing Queen. 
Yeah. I don't know if you know that song. It's a very popular song. It's a song that's very hard to get out of your head, especially when you know that it cost you $20,000. <laughs> the other question that people always ask you when you're on Jeopardy is like, oh, what's Alex Trebek like? And the weird thing about my life is uh, when I was on Jeopardy, that was actually the second time I had met Alex Trebek. The first time was my dad had won a sweepstakes with Jeopardy to go to the Galapagos Islands. <laughs> and so I was uh, on a cruise with Alex Trebek. <laughs> and I'm an awkward person, if that was not evident before. And I, like, at meal, we'd have these arranged meal times, and I was like, I don't really want to sit with anybody, so I'll just go sit at a table by myself. And every fucking meal, Alex Trebek would come and sit down next to me. He was like, hey, how's it going, Raj? It's like, it's going pretty good, Alex. And then I get on Jeopardy, and he just acts like he doesn't know who I am. <laughs> so if you want to know what Alex Trebek is like, he is a fair weather friend. <laughs> Sucks. I don't, I don't blame him, though, because he probably has the hardest job in the world, and that is trying to make autistic people seem interesting. Like, if you ever watch Jeopardy, there's, like, a middle section where they do interviews, and they're, like, mostly boring people. And they're like, oh, what do you want to talk about? And you can, like, talk about anything in the world. And people are like, yeah, I have a data entry job. It's pretty great. And, uh, you know, I get to work with data. And he's like, wow, that seems really interesting. Seems like you're passionate about it. He's like, yeah, I love it. And I was like, good for you. All right, next person. <laughs> Um, the person I lost to, and so just to give you a little bit of background, when you get on Jeopardy, they give you this questionnaire that is 10 pages long. You list the five things you want to talk with Alex about, and then they ask you another 20 questions about your life, which is sort of like a OkCupid type questionnaire. And the thing, the person I lost to, the thing that she chose to lead with, her national television debut, was that she wanted to do an impression of a velociraptor. <laughs> Which makes me wonder how many bad first dates has this poor woman been on? <laughs> I was like, well, Amanda, why don't you tell me a little about yourself? Um, before I do that, can I just do this impression of a velociraptor? It's really good. And this is what she did. She just like, put her arms out in front of her like this and then goes... <laughs> that was her velociraptor impression. Which, uh, if you have uh, been paying attention to paleontology recently, you would know that uh, most people think that velociraptors are about two feet tall, unlike the six feet tall in the movie, and are actually covered in feathers. So they're actually closer to a turkey. So a good velociraptor impression would be more like, kobble, kobble, kobble. <laughs> Listen, that was not a great velociraptor impression, but, you know, that wasn't what I led with on Jeopardy. So... <laughs> Um, I grew up, uh, I, um, did any of you guys get the sex talk growing up as a kid? <laughs> she, the lady in front was like, no. <laughs> All right, well, I didn't either. And uh, I, I didn't get the sex talk growing up as a kid because my parents were also scientists, and I guess they figured I would learn using the scientific method. <laughs> Which was a huge mistake because I would just go up to kids at school and be like, is this sex? This is another great joke for a podcast. Um, if you're listening, I was waving my arms. They were loving it. It was great. Um, 
The sex talk is weird because we as humans are the only species to give the sex talk, partly because we can talk, but <laughs> every other species just has sex wherever they're because they're like, oh, I get it. That's what I need to do. Like, you don't have giraffes out in the savannah where like, well, Jeffrey, uh, one day you're going to grow up and you're going to meet a nice girl and you're going to want to hit her butt with your head. And that's going to cause her to urinate. And when she does, you're going to want to taste that urine. Now, depending on how that urine tastes, you'll know whether or not she's the one. And if she is, just follow her around until she gives up. That's the giraffe sex talk. It's perhaps surprising I know more about giraffe sex than human sex. But I also call human sex human sex. So think about it. Thanks, guys. I'm Rod Sivaram. That human sex joke is pretty good. <laughs> That's what I want to joke. Oh, you guys. Hey, um, first of all, great news. We still have two comics left. Phew. Phew. Also, I just want to say uh, real quick that I am starting a new podcast that is going to launch next week. It's not a competitor with this one because it's not a stand-up podcast. Uh, I'm saying this because there's people listening to this at home, but you guys are also here, and I care about you, too. Um, I'm starting a new podcast. It's called Query, and it is hour-long conversations with me and somebody that identifies as being part of the LGBT community. Um, So far, I've taped some shows with uh, Jill Soloway, who created Transparent, and Rebecca Sugar, who created Steven Universe. Um, Some awesome actors like Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, who was on Unreal, and also some folks that are doing great activism work. And so you should listen to this. Doesn't it sound like a really good thing that's going to change all of our lives? The first episode is out this coming Monday. It's on Feral Audio. Feral also puts this podcast out. And the first episode, I actually interviewed somebody who was like straight up difficult to get, um, Rhea Butcher. Who agreed to be my guinea pig and uh, sit there through the pilot episode. And I will say the most challenging thing I've ever done is to try to interview my wife. Um, but I will. it's also a beautiful conversation because what we're talking about and what I'm trying to get to in all of these conversations is identity. Uh, because the LGBT community is a community and it is a family, but identity is so personal and it is so individual. And we're in this moment right now where people are really figuring out who they are and it's different for every person. And I want to talk about what that's like. And I also want to make sure that we record that conversation uh, because we have lost our history up till now. You know, we aren't the first queer people to be on this planet. We lost so many generations of queer people who never got a chance to speak on their own behalf. And it is my mission in life to change that. So this is just one tiny thing that I get to do uh, that works in that direction, and it is my dream project. So I really hope that all of you guys will listen, tell your friends about it, review it. It really matters to a podcast visibility to rate and review. So will you do that for me? Amazing. Well, I am so excited about it, and I'm also so excited about this next comic who is fucking hilarious. You are gonna love him. Let's hear it right now for Shane Torres, guys. Give it up for Shane. Hello. Here we go. <laughs> 
That was really heartfelt, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I am the opposite. Okay. Uh, do y'all think it's weird you won't go to the funeral of everyone you've ever fucked? <laughs> Next joke. I... <laughs> Maybe don't throw it around so much, you fucking pagans. I... Um, I had someone start to tell me about a dream they had. Like, not what they hope to accomplish, but what plays in their head when they're sleeping, you know? Is there anything more fucking boring than having someone talk to you about a dream? So, I would rather learn math in church than have someone... Talk to me about a dream. They so boring. Yes, please tell me about the thought that was so goddamn stupid you couldn't bring it into consciousness. Oh, you dreamed all pugs had human pubic hair. Needed that before my coffee. Uh, one, one guy ever talked about having a dream and made it interesting. Yeah, you know who he is. Martin Luther King crushed it so fucking hard, that ball has not landed yet. This guy's got a post-racial utopia in mind where people are treated equally. What do you got, Todd? Uh, I was in an Applebee's and Carrot Top was my waiter and he spoke backwards the whole time. Awesome. Uh, Dr. King, is there anything else you would like to add? I have a dream that I want to do a voice there, but I can't tell if it's insensitive, so I'm just doing it straight. Uh, you know, I know who I am. I have a dream that one day my children will be treated equally on the content of their character and not the color of their skin. That's a great dream. Todd. Well, I was banging this chick and her face was blurred out like Slender Man's. I'm a little interested, but this seems more important. Anything else, sir? I have a dream that one day every valley will be made high and every mountain will be made low. I have a dream that every crooked place will be made straight and this nation will learn the true meaning of its creed. Take off your pants. That's beautiful. I'm sure I'm going to re regret this, but Todd? Oh, we were banging and banging, and then when I came, her face came into focus, and it was my mom. And you're like, eh, eh, eh. Sounds like a very Freudian. Some of you might be like, why is he touching the wall so much? <laughs> it's fair. I have um, uh, a touch of OCD. Uh, so when my anxiety gets high, I get a case of the feelies. Uh, just like a nightcap's worth. Not much, but... Like I check my oven a lot. Uh, but I never talked about it on stage... 
until about a year ago, I was in a trash town called Seattle. <laughs> and I was 44 and a half minutes in to a 45-minute set when a beautiful young woman stood up and yelled, Why the fuck are you touching the wall so much? And then, it's weirding all of us out. And then I saw 200 people nod. Sorry, the thing that I deal with every day is hard for you. Fucking jackal. I live in New York now. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, yes. I'm a, MJ, or MK and I are neighbors. We're from the same part of the world. So, uh, yeah, that's my dude. Um, he's great. Uh, but I live there. And uh, some of y'all are from there, I guess. So, uh, you're familiar with the thing New York moments? Meaning that they're so fucking great they could only happen in New York? They're so goddamn majestic. It's the only place they could happen. And they range from the very beautiful to the most horrible. And oftentimes, they're standing right next to one another. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're like a sassy black lady, but not. Uh... <laughs> so I'll give you an example. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I was in, uh, I was in Brooklyn. And I was uh, in a coffee shop, writing jokes, cool indie coffee shop, uh, Starbucks. And, uh, why do people not like them? They're like a good company. That's a weird thing. Give people health benefits. It's like, yeah, you're going to get that other places. Uh, anyways, uh, but I got a call on my cell phone, uh, and I picked it up, and it was the booker of Conan. And he said, hey, we loved your tape. You're going to be on the show. And I said, thank you very much. And I hung up. And I was so happy, I started crying. Uh, it's a big deal for a comic to do late night the first time. It's like a, you know, it's, it's like getting drafted. Like, in baseball, not like the one we're going to do with Russia. Uh, uh, and I started bawling. And then I walked outside, and I saw the Empire State Building. And I started crying more. Because I'm from the same shitty place MK's from. Like... I'm like, look at you, dude. You're from this shitty little town in Texas, and here you are accomplishing dreams in the craziest place on earth. Good for you. And then I ran down to my subway stop, and a hobo coughed in my mouth. <laughs> they call that the devil's kiss. <laughs> so those are both New York moments. <laughs> but I ran upstairs into the Dwayne Reed went to the dental care aisle, grabbed mouthwash, did not pay for it, ripped it open, and just, ah, like, freshman year drinking. Like, ah, like, there could never be enough mouthwash for just what, what just happened. There's, it's insane. And as I'm doing it, I locked eyes with a young mother and her child. And in that moment, I realized that I was their New York moment. <laughs> Thank you all very much. I really appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Give it up for Shane.
right, we got one final comic on the show. Um, just amazing. One of my favorite people in the world to watch do stand-up comedy. She's going to change the world. Let's hear it right now for the amazing Julie Goldman. Give it up for Julie. Give it up for Julie Goldman. And in fact, that is our show. Why don't you keep it going for everybody you saw tonight? And for Rhea, wherever she is. And you guys, we will see you next week. Thank you so much for coming out. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.